Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Homestand Leafs. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We will tell you why, Sheldon Keith, please. Give Martin Jones a break. Well, on today's show, we'll discuss that. But the Leafs lose another one on the island, but pick up another point. Where would they be without the loser point? Will Corey Perry and Boone Jenner play for the Leafs this season? And listener messages, we have an all-timer that you need to hear. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. All right, so the Leafs lose on Long Island, not in Long Island. Did you know that? People from Long Island don't like hearing that. It's on Long Island. Nice clap, by the way. (laughs) Way to clap the mic. Congratulations. It's Friday, Mackie. Listen, it's the more you know, dude. Look, thanks for the geography lesson there. Did you also know Long Island was an island? Did you also know Long Island was an island? Yeah, obviously. Okay, I'm just Did you not know that? I knew that. I'm just asking. Maybe the people out there didn't know that. Oh, this is off to a roaring start. (laughs) The Leafs lose on Long Island, 4-3 in overtime. Uh, I was watching this game at a bar. I don't know if you've watched games at bars before, which you probably have. It's a stupid question. Thanks for But it's the worst way to watch a game. So I had to rewatch it this morning just to rejog my memory. So everything is very fresh. You had a couple of too many Molson Canadians, eh? I mean, I had a couple. I'm not going to lie. I can't drink draft beer anymore. Where's my invite, man? What the hell? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get to our statements from the game. Where do you want to start? I know you were talking about the PK. You want to talk about maybe Mitch Marner. Where are we going? Well, just like Molson Canadian, the Toronto Maple Leafs special teams were, to quote Sheldon Keith, rotten last Mm, night. Yes. Um, Not good, Albert. Um, You First, what, nine seconds into the game, they were da- on a pe- having to kill a penalty, right? And then 30 seconds later, there's a, the puck's in the back of their net. Um, yes, they only had the one penalty, uh, sorry, power play opportunity. No shots. Did not look interested whatsoever. Looked totally out of sync. Um, Albert, I know it's early in the season. Not early in the season, but it's a, it's the kind of the dog days of the season right now. The January blues, as they say. Um, but the Leafs penalty kill right now is 24th in the NHL. And when you want to be a successful team in the playoffs, you need to have at least both special teams in the upper half of the league, right? Because when it comes down to it, you know you're going to be on the penalty kill. You know that the game's going to get tightened up. You know special teams can be the deciding factor uh, when the games really mean something. Um, and I just didn't like what I saw, you know, allowing, you know, the, the crowd, Martin Jones, part of the net, that first goal, there was a sea of bodies there. He throws the blocker out. Nobody clears the front of the net. You can't have that. Right. And I think that had to do a lot with just the effort last night we saw from the Leafs. Other than that spurt where Austin Matthews kind of put the team on his back. They didn't look really interested. Now, 5-on-5 numbers will suggest that they played pretty good. They outscored the Islanders on 5-on-5, but special teams did not look good whatsoever. Um, And that's something that, again, it could be fatigue. It could be the fact that they played against three horrible teams the last three games. But now when you're playing up against a team like the Islanders and then the Avalanche, right, special teams are going to matter a whole lot. So you need to improve that, especially the penalty kill. Yeah, Keefe's quote is, uh, special teams were rotten tonight. Power play, penalty kill, overtime, that costs you games. Power play had one chance and did nothing with it. 
It's as bad as we've looked in any power play. And then the penalty kill, it's our net. It's in our net before you can even blink mm-hmm. to start the game. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, I won't go full scorched earth. I'm, I'm trying. I'm looking online and people talking about the Leafs. Whenever they lose, it's like everyone's going bananas. It's Martin hot. Jones is playing too much. The penalty kill sucks. Look at William Nylander. He's floating around. Didn't get a single point. Yada, 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 yada. Listen, uh, the PK wasn't great. Power play. Has taken a dip since last season, but it's still top six, I think. Sixth in the NHL. In the yeah. NHL. I mean, I'm not too concerned about the power play. I'm concerned about the PK. Um, I mean, you you lost some pretty key guys, right? Kerfoot, Ryan O'Reilly. These are guys who put in some serious penalty cap- penalty PK minutes. Excuse me. So I think there was definitely going to be a drop off, I and mean, they're still trying to find that balance. Like, look who's who's on the PK for the first time this season. It's Austin Matthews and it's William Nylander. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are players that aren't used to playing in those positions. So I think there'll be a turnaround. Does it need to change soon? Probably. I mean, now the schedule is getting it's, it's getting tough tougher, now, right? Yeah. You're not you're not playing Anaheim's and San Jose's anymore. You got Colorado on Saturday, Detroit Sunday, followed up by Edmonton in Edmonton uh, on Tuesday. It's that Western road trip, uh, Western Canada road trip, Calgary, Vancouver Saturday night in Vancouver. The BS Seattle, Winnipeg. Start, you got Winnipeg on a Wednesday and a Saturday. So we're gonna see what this team is made of, right? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 unfortunate in a way that they're not fully healthy, at least in the goaltending position. But Martin Jones is gonna to have to be the guy for a little bit. Um, I'll go with enough with the OT, the Leafs in overtime. How many times over under thirteen and a half times the Leafs have played in overtime this season? Over sixteen times. Yeah. They're eight zero oh, and eight. So I was trying to think about this. Where would they be? Without these overtime points. points, or yeah. what, what's it called? Loser points. Is it a loser point? Okay, That's the loser point. Um, so if you take them out, they would have forty-two points. They wouldn't even be in a wild card. So not good. But on the flip side, if you take away, if you add to those points with wins, sixty-six best team in the NHL. So you can look at it both ways. But the Toronto beliefs, I feel like, need to start. When he, I know you can okay, so I got I got to backtrack on this because people will come back at me and say you got to get points when you can. I agree, but if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and you have you're one of the best offenses in the NHL, you got to limit these types of games from going to overtime. They were up three one in this game, and I know it's New York and it's the Islanders and they're heavy on John Tavares. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, the Toronto Maple Leafs I feel like feel the captain's weight when they go there and play them. But you got to end that game. You're up three one. You're dominating. I think I, they probably they start off a bit slow, but throughout the game they were the better team. It's not like they played horribly. You got to finish off that game, and that's what seems to happen. And that's one of the reasons why the Leafs end up going to overtime all the time. It's blown leads. Well, exactly. But also, you think about why did the Islanders tie the game? Timothy Lilligren took a bad high-sticking penalty. Right. Right. Yeah. So when I look at the Leafs, and you mentioned it, all these loser points that they've um, collected, it's <laughs> it's good. They're getting points, right? They're in a playoff spot. They're safe, pretty safe in a playoff spot. Yeah. Um. But closing games out in regulation is something that's very important. And you saw that last night. They were up 3-1. They, you mentioned they played very well in 5-5. Five five, but then to have the dip in play, right? And that happens. Again, the Islanders are going to start pressing. But you got to have to weather the storm. I, we understand that, yes, at UBS Arena. Is that what it's called? UBS? UBS, UBS yeah. UBS Arena. They're going to boo John Tavares. I'm sick and tired of the narrative being pushed he left how many years ago? Of course they're going to continue to boo him. Let it be. It's going to be a certainty. Just that will never no, change. It's a non-story anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a non-story. Don't you talk. Know, sorry to cut you off, but I want to ask you this because it seems like it, it is actually a story because it looks like, maybe you agree with me, that mm-hmm. it actually affects not only him but the rest of the team. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I see what you're saying about that, right? But it's been going on now for years, right? Years. John Tavares has been a Toronto Maple Leaf since when? What, six years now? 2019? 20, 20, no. It's been was more it 20, 2018, 19? 
Signed a what a seven year deal? Oh, let me double check. He's got a year left on his deal after this. It must be six yeah. years. Six yeah. years, right? So six years this has been going on for. And you're still not used to it yet. It still affects you. I that just baffles me, right? And that I don't even want to give it any more legs because this is a non-story, a non-factor, in my personal opinion. Um, but these dips in play from the Leafs, we've seen it a lot this year, where you know they have a great 10-minute stretch or a great period, and they dip right back down, right? Teams that win, teams that are successful, can put together a full 60 minutes. And Albert, we've talked about it. Maybe there's been like three, four, maybe five games this year where the Leafs have truly played a complete 60 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And even then, they've played, it's been against, you know, Nashville, San Jose, right? Like, against true, legit competition, have they really put together a solid 60 minutes? The first game that comes to my mind is the Rangers game they played a couple weeks ago at MSG. LA. LA, Vancouver. right? So there's No, the first period what? against the Canucks, they got dummied. Okay. That wasn't a complete 60 minutes. We'll go, we'll go 50 You know minutes. what? Next Saturday night, we should watch this game together because that's going to be in Vancouver. All right. And, hey, Canucks are rolling right now. How about yeah, that? The lotto line great. is back together. Yeah. Um, but let's get this back on track here. Um, just the dips in play can't happen. You can't have these mental lapses if you want to go for it. And as you mentioned, against the, you mentioned all the teams are playing up next in the schedule. A lot of these teams are all these teams are playing much better hockey all playoff right teams, now. man. All playoff teams. Calgary's a fringe playoff team right now. You have you can't have these dips in play because if you do, you're gonna get burned and burned quickly, and that's something that the Leafs need to really hone in on. Okay, what else you got statement wise for the game? Uh, Martin Jones. Look, I know he's been a revelation. He was the NHL second star last week, and I want him to continue to play well for Leaf fans' sake. But he needs a break, Albert. He needs a break. He's gonna start against Colorado most likely. We've talked about who's gonna get the back to back. He needs a rest. This is the guy who, before the season started, we wouldn't even expect him to play seven minutes in an NHL season, right? But you need to give him a break. You need to give him a rest. And that's why I felt that bringing back Samsonov right now was the wrong decision. Um, I would have kept Hill to be up and give him some NHL experience, some NHL minutes. Um, I think this team now is going to be forced in a position on Sunday where they might have to play... um, Ilya Samsonov, and we know how the team feels about him when he's in the back of the, when he's in the crease, right? They don't feel very confident. They don't feel comfortable with him in there, and he doesn't feel comfortable yet. I, uh, to be in the crease, I think this is a mistake by riding Martin Jones so the wheels fall off because he's gonna get burnt out. It's gonna happen, right? You cannot have this heavy of a workload, especially from midseason on. And expect that it's going to continue. He needs a rest. And I think Sheldon Keefe and this coaching staff need to give him that, right? Because you do not want the wheels to fall off on Martin Jones in February or early March. You're going to need this guy going into April and potentially May. This, I don't think it's a mistake. They they, they don't want to be in this position, mm-hmm. but they have no choice. And you have to ride the guy. I don't think like in the last game against the Islanders that he, he looked tired or fatigued at all. He still made some big saves. Right. Right, and bringing up Samsonov, that all but tells us that Samsonov is going to start a game. I think that game on Sunday, on the back-to-back after Colorado, is the is, that's decision day for Ilya Samsonov and the Toronto Maple Leafs. If he can put together a decent performance, they're going to continue to go back to him as much as they possibly can. 
within reason. Martin Jones has the net, but now they know, okay, maybe okay. Samsonov is back on the right track. But if he gets lit up, it gets blown up, now they know they have to move off him. It, it, it's but not what happening are you do? anymore. Just bury him in the minors and bring Hildy back I don't up? know what the option is. It probably, I, it, it, it probably will be you got to go down in the minors. It just feels so counterproductive where then, okay, if he gets shelled, then he's done for good. He's never going to come back. Well, he sh- it, that already should have happened. But, Exa- they, and that's but exactly the, Leafs, the Leafs aren't in that position where they can just sacrifice the goalie. But the, Albert, that's They're down I'm to their third stringer, uh, Justin Pooney. I understand that, right? But that's what I'm saying is, okay, you send Samsonov down. Keep him down there. Let him just give him more than a week or whatever it was. It's fine if you play Hildeby against the Detroit Red Wings, but they right? Don't, but clearly, they don't want to do that. But They feel like he's not ready for the NHL, so why put why him in there? call him up then, right? What are you going to do? Just to, well, the reason that they sent... Ilya Samsonov yeah, down. He wasn't playing well. They wanted some sort of reset, and they're yeah. hoping that one week would reset this I guy. I think that it's probably idea. not. Probably not. But they're in this position, and I think I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if Martin Jones plays both of those games. And but that's what I'm saying. But you can't keep doing that. Having but why can't you? It's, I get he's going to get burnt at, out at eventually. Some point, it's, at some point, you're that just will playing happen. with fire every every time you do this. At some point, that will definitely happen. It doesn't matter about his age. That would happen to any goalie because this isn't the Absolutely. early 90s, 80s, 70s where goalies play 70-plus games. This isn't Martin Tambroder. That's exactly Things right. change. But with that said, they have no choice. And so you ride him as much as you possibly can, get to the All-Star break. Hopefully, post-All-Star break, you get Wall back, and now you got your 1-2 and Martin Jones and Wall. Or, best-case scenario, Samsonov figures it out against Detroit, and now maybe you got three goalies who are back on it again. I wouldn't bet on that at all. There's still just there's so much in the air where, listen, I think it's day by day. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs, like I said before, have to keep accumulating points. Okay, they lost last night against the Islanders, but that's still five games with at least a point for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's that's pretty impressive when you're riding your third stringer, who was who. Bobby, if you were to project Martin Jones' games at the beginning of the season for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it'd probably be about what four or five games, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say half. Right. So listen, half. considering that this guy's played, I think, thirteen games already. Yeah. He's qualified in terms of uh, one of the starters. When you're looking at stats, he's a top five goaltender. Mm-hmm. You ride him until he burns out as much as possible because you have no other choice. But that's a, again. You're t- I understand what you're saying about the points. They're collecting points. They're playing well. And I'm not saying he played bad yesterday. At no, all. he made he some played, big saves. He did. He did. I'm saying you have to be proactive and think a couple steps ahead, well, right? And I just I understand they're in this predicament, but you still have to look forward at the future. And understand. Okay, look, we have a situation where our number one goalie or former number one goalie has. Lost all of his confidence and everything, and he's been, he's gone. He's right? Manoad. He's, and you have Joseph, all the guy who stepped in, right? He's injured, so now we're down to you. You mentioned our third string goalie, and he's playing great. Okay, how do we prolong this? How do we not burn him out in case we do need him? Because Joseph Wall's already been hurt. But right? you milk that cow for every last drop it's got. That's but then what, what happens if he gets hurt, and then you're what? You're even more screwed. Exactly. Right? But that that can happen with any goalie, Justin. I don't know. I just think that the Leafs need to really. Understand that you have something a guy who's playing very, very well right now, and you have to sometimes protect him and make sure that you can prolong this success because the team, when he plays in front of the team, plays so well in front of Martin Jones compared to both other goalies. You need to harness that and make sure you can keep that for as long as possible. But by protecting him, yeah, you're not protecting the team. Because if you're putting Samson off in there, you you know how he plays. But then that tells you just where this team is at. Oh, they, they have to hope that well, one on Sunday, if Samsonov does play, that team needs to step up in front of him. They absolutely they have to play maybe their best defensive game of the season. You if have they want to. if they want any chance in hell for uh, Samsonov to get his confidence back. Park the bus to use a soccer analogy. <laughs> yeah, park maybe the maybe bus. they gotta park the bus. Park Listen, the bus. you cannot <laughs> sacrifice games and give up points. And I think in the, if you're thinking the way that Keith, Shanahan, and I think Tree Living are thinking. 
is that if they put Samsonov in there, if they put Hildeby in there, that they're giving up the game. I truly believe that's what they think because they believe Hildeby's not ready and Samsonov obviously is not in the clear headspace to be a number one goalie or even a number two goalie in the NHL. Let's take a quick break. we got some more statements. We're mm-hmm. also going to talk about Corey Perry potentially going to Toronto Maple Leafs or maybe somewhere else. And Boone Jenner. I don't know if you heard this one, but Boone Jenner being linked to the Toronto Maple Leafs? How's that going to happen? Okay, let's continue. i got one more statement. Drop it. Um, it's January, mm-hmm. and we don't know who the Leafs are going to play in the playoffs. We don't even know if they're going to be in the playoffs. This Isn't time last year, we were talking about what? Tampa Bay. The Leafs are going to play Tampa Bay in the playoffs in January. Imagine that. That's not happening. There's going to be some shuffling in the standings, which to me, and I think to any Leaf fan, is pretty exciting considering you don't have to think about Tampa Bay for the next, what, three, four months. But yeah, I think it brings a newfound <laughs> excitement for fans because now A you- newfound excitement. Yeah. That sounds like a brochure. Yeah, it is actually. Travel, I like that. Travel Toronto. Travel to the playoffs. A newfound excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, but look, they, they could end up playing the Lightning for all we know. I know. It's very close in the Atlantic right now. Look, Boston and Florida have kind of you know separated themselves. There's a six-point gap between the Leafs and the Panthers. Now, the Leafs do have two games in hand on the Panthers. So that's now you're going to hear that term a lot, games in hand. Yeah. That's, we're getting to that point now. You know, um, Tampa is at 43 games. So they have played four more games in the Leafs and only have 47 points, right? So when I look at the standings in the Atlantic Division and the wild card, um, I think it's safe Hold to on, s- where are you looking at your stats here? I'm looking at... Uh, the ES- Panthers yeah. have played 41 games. Yeah, fi- I said 41, yeah. 56 games. You, you said... Uh, I said 56 points. Oh, sorry, my bad. I heard 43. Yeah. No, I said if I said the Lightning played forty three. Ah, okay, my yeah. bad. Yeah, my bad. Doesn't listen. I'm just trying to keep us correct. Over Doesn't here, listen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Leafs might slide down to a wild card spot, which might not be a bad thing, mm. right? Because if they can get to the the first wild card spot and play potentially the Rangers, I think the Leafs can beat the Rangers in a first round series, Albert. I would. Well, there's a lot to happen from now until then. There's a ton like, that and, a, and ton the goaltending, which we were just talking there's a about. A ton that will happen. But I think the Leafs, if they can, I'd rather play in the first wild card spot against the Rangers rather than play up against Florida because we know what that Florida team is built like <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. We, you got a firsthand experience of that last year. Um, it's going to be very interesting because look, New Jersey's still kicking around. They're a team that you know is getting healthy. They're a team that has a whole lot of octane on offense. Pittsburgh has somehow climbed right back into it. Lost last night to the Canucks, but they got the loser point. Right. Detroit is somehow you know still kicking around. Hell, even Washington and Montreal are not far off behind. So look, the Eastern Conference has a whole lot of parity right now. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, as we mentioned, they need to collect points, but they also need to collect wins. You cannot keep on taking uh, Eastern Conference teams to overtime and the shooter and letting them get those loser points because that's not going to help you out. You want to maximize the amount of points you get and limit your opponents on a night-to-night basis. That sounds like a business analyst right there. And ride Martin Jones as long as you can because they need to pick up these points, Mm -hmm. Justin Pooney. Okay, let's move on. Corey Perry, his name is back in the news because he met with Gary Bettman. He requested that meeting, by the way. And one thing I want to mention... Corey Perry was ever banned or anything from the NHL. He was available to sign with another team after his contract was terminated by the Blackhawks, I believe, on November 30th. Um, So the reason I bring him up, one, because he's obviously in the news and he's a player I think most teams going to the playoffs would want on their team. But Carlo Koliakovo, a former Leaf, and he does a radio show on TSN, said there is mutual interest, quote-unquote, between the Leafs and Corey Perry. I believe that there probably is. I also believe that he has interest from every other team, like I just mentioned. 
Um, he has to sign by 3 p.m. Eastern time on March 8th to be eligible for the Deadline playoffs. Day. Okay, so where do you want to start with this? Do we want to start with um, Corey Perry and the fit with the Toronto Maple Leafs, if he would fit with this team Yeah, right let's, now? let's start with that. Okay, um, so do you think it's a good fit? I think on the surface level, yes, it's a good fit. Yes, on a strictly on-ice basis, yes, Corey Perry would be a good fit, as you mentioned, on any playoff contending team because he's been there. He knows what it's like to play in the playoffs. He's gritty. He's physical. He can score, right? That is something that he could take that Ryan Reeves role because we don't know when Ryan Reeves is ever going to come back, right? But he can play, and he can actually play, right? Corey Perry can play, you yeah. know, maybe not what he was doing back in Anaheim, or, or but he can play a solid 10 minutes a game, I would say. Um, but this is Toronto, Albert. And this, and I know not a lot of people like to, you know, talk about th- this side of it, but this is a really big media market. There's going to be questions. There's going to be... Sure. Um, constant spotlight on him. And for a guy where we really don't know what transpired in Chicago, um, on Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast, um, they were saying that had this incident happened in any other organization, probably the contract wouldn't have been terminated, but because it's the Blackhawks and their dark past about this type of stuff, that's why they let him go. Very sensitive it to, is a very, to these exact, things. But exact. remember, it's a workplace matter, not a criminal situation. We know that, but because we nobody knows what really happened i feel like that is something that bradtree living sheldon keith oh, Corey perry yeah, yeah. all the other players are gonna have to yeah. account for and that's my and that's my issues if you bring Corey perry in is that headache and that extra added media attention worth the production you're gonna get from a Corey perry on the ice that's something that is definitely going to be talked about in the Leafs front office if they want to push this narrative forward. Yeah, I think so. I mean, every team's going to do their uh, due diligence and mm. figure out what happened. I'm assuming most, I bet you, most owners, GMs, and anyone within any of the in the know, let's just say in terms of reporters and insiders, mm. probably know what happened. I think Darren Dreger actually mentioned it. He's like, I have an idea what happened. It doesn't sound that bad. But he also said, who who is he to, mm. to make a judgment on that? So when I hear those things, I'm thinking maybe it's not that serious. I'm not going to speculate on what he did. But as a fifth for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's perfect. I mean, I watched every single playoff game with other Leaf fans. And the Leafs are usually playing a team where Corey Perry is on, whether it's Tampa Bay or the Montreal Canadiens. And they all hate him, but they always say the same thing. Mm. Would love to have him on my team. And I think that's how the Toronto Maple Leafs view Corey Perry. And let's not forget, like, he may not be as productive as he once was, but I believe he's like a top, he's a top 70 in, in uh, playoff points all time, top 70 in game-winning goals all time with 10. I think he's tied with Alexander Ovechkin. I don't know if that, that means a whole lot, but it just tells you that he can, he can deliver in the playoffs. And that's the type of player that the Toronto Maple Leafs want. And I feel like they've been searching for this type of player for the past few seasons, right? It started with Wayne Simmons. You remember that? Be right on brand. And it didn't work out, right? But they wanted that veteran. They wanted that veteran player. Felino didn't work Spezza. out. I would say Jason Spets is a bit different because you can look back to I think the last playoff run that he was in with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can say at times he was the best player on the ice. It was just the rest of the that team. That tells that you something how bad that is. No, it does. Is. But I'm, they've been searching for this type of player who has a Stanley Cup who's been playing in the league forever, loves the game. He brings grit. He brings offensive production. He loves playing in Toronto, at least playing against Toronto. It's a great fit. And listen, with the Leafs, they have cap issues. It'd be easy to fit him in. Let me tell you, say this, Albert. If Corey Perry comes in, right? Right. Do we really expect a big impact from him? I, I, I don't. I think, look, yeah, he might eat up some valuable minutes. Depends May- like what you mean by impact. Like, is he going to be a guy that is Can gonna- he win you around? Well, he's not going to win you a round. Right. For sure not. No, he might not even win you a game. 
right? But if he can win you a couple shifts in a game in a playoff series or kind of have a big hit or something that changes the momentum, yes, that's a win. But this don't expect this guy to come in and be Corey Perry from even yeah. the time with Dallas. Yeah, right? I don't think anyone's expecting that. I just though. think that, look, if you would you would he be good on the cheap if you can get him for under a million bucks to come in for a, on a prorated deal? Absolutely, right? But I think that you, I would rather maybe see what's out there in the trade market if you can improve your bottom six that way, right? Rather than bringing in another washed veteran. He's not washed, though. You want to assume that he's washed, but he's not. You bring him to the playoffs. I mean, he's like I just told you, he's a proven playoff performer. He's going to play what? Nine, ten minutes a okay. night? Play, look, on the third, play on the third or fourth line? I just think there's a, a better But you make way a good go point. Like, how much of an impact can he actually make? Exactly. I believe that the, if the Leafs get solid goaltending in the playoffs, they can make a run. That's a big if. That, no, but that is a big if, right? That's the impact that they need, not a Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I would say out of the 16 teams that are going to make the playoffs, I think every single team would take a look at Corey Perry. I have a list here. Here are my teams that I believe work out the best for Corey Perry. Okay. I'll go the Leafs. We just talked about it. The Edmonton Oilers need this type of player, mm-hmm. right? Their bottom six isn't great. Bringing Corey Perry to play with McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Colorado need help on the bottom six. Another team, another team that's chasing the Stanley Cup. Florida, you tell me, Florida <laughs> wouldn't take a look at this guy. That'd be so Leafs if he he goes. The, to the, uh, listen, the if Corey Perry doesn't sign with the Leafs, he's pl- <laughs> gonna play for a team that's gonna play the Leafs uh, in the playoffs. So you know that's gonna happen. Or Tampa Bay, they need a bit of a spark right now. He knows the system. He's lived in Florida for a long time. And all those teams, what do they have in common? They all want to win the cup. I will say this: the watch out for the Colorado Avalanche because they're saying that Gabriel Landeskog can return come playoff time. That's a huge and boost. That if he comes back, oh my, oh my, yeah. watch out because I think people forgot just how much of a beast that guy is. Two hundred foot player, gritty guy, could score. Yeah, that's a big win. But uh, I agree with that list. I would think maybe a team like Dallas. He's familiar with that system as well. L.A.? Um, L.A., yeah. Basically any team that any wants to team, win a cup. Yeah. Well, so that, I, that tells you everything you know about Corey Perry. Canucks, we don't need him. It's okay. You tell me the Canucks wouldn't hey, be interested in bringing in Corey Perry? Are you kidding Jay, me? Hey, we're getting Jake Gensel. That's what the Here reports we are saying. We're getting Jake Gensel to come. Um, yeah, just back on the Leafs. Listen, I mean, you look at their their bottom six, the third and fourth line. That, it's blurred lines. Shout out mm. Robin Thick. You know what I'm saying? Blurred lines. Horrible but bo- Right? It's, it's more or less... <laughs> A three and a half, four line. You know what I mean? They're both kind of the same. And do you are you really going to trust Bobby McMahon in the playoffs? No. Right? You expect to see him there? Yeah. You know, Noah Gregor. Let's be real. I mean, Corey Perry would come in and take one of those spots in a heartbeat. And you get him for, on the cheap under a million dollars. Okay, enough about Corey Perry. So anyway, this thing's been floating around in Leafs universe. And I don't know where it came from. Apparently, it uh, Nick Kiprio said it. But Boone Jenner... Apparently, there's interest between Columbus and the Toronto Maple Leafs in making a deal, and it would involve Nick Robertson. Have you heard this? You told me about it this morning, and I have not heard it. But maybe Kiprios can go two for two on Leaf. I know, this but month. he did call. He did. He call did call Nylander. the Nylander contract. So is he calling Boone Jenner? Uh, I have it pulled up. He's on um, IR now with the fractured jaw. But what's going on with the fractured jaw? Yeah, it's, it's Trevor Zegers now too. Oh, that's I, right. I saw. Uh, Bedard and Zegers both did the Michigan and both are out with fractured jaws. Is there a trend there? Well, Boone Jenner didn't do the Michigan. No, Boone Jenner did sure. not. And I know I, I clowned on Boone Jenner last week while being an all-star. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty disrespectful. Look. And you called Nick Robertson, what, Brett Lindros, what'd you say? No, I said he was like Stetter Federal. You called him Steve Korea. I didn't do that. You called him Steve Korea. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. 
Yeah, throwing that on me. Okay, um, go ahead. Boone Jenner to the least. So Boone Jenner happen? Ha- How the hell can it happen? Has a modified no trade clause. So he probably has a list of teams he doesn't want to be traded to. I would assume Toronto isn't on that list, but yeah. it could be. We don't know, right? We don't know. Um, he's making three point seven five million for the next two years after this year. So. Uh, this is not just a pure rental move. This is something where he'd be a fit for the next couple years. So that means you're going to have to pay a fairly steep price. And what are you going to do when you're going to have to shed some salary to take to take it on? Now, does Columbus take on the Ryan Reeves contract maybe to help facilitate oh, that's interesting. this trade? Do they ask the Leafs for a little bit? If we're going to take on a bad contract like that, do we have to add a second or a third pick or another prospect? Um I could see this potentially happening. Kevin Weeks did tweet out that Elvis, an eyeball with a photo of Elvis Merzlikin. So take for that what you will. But Columbus is a team that might start selling off assets. He's, a, again, a great fit. It's just, does it fit with the cap? And no, the they have no up? cap. They have exactly. zero cap. The Ryan Reeves thing is interesting, but I don't know if they would take that. But something like that has to happen. Mm-hmm. It's more than one player that has to go out the door. Essentially, more than one salary. That has to go out the door. You're going to have to throw in a couple sweeteners as well to get the, the money to work. Look what we're right? talking about, man. Rumors about Boone Jenner coming to the Leafs. Anyway, Leafs, if you're smart, go after Corey Perry. It's a good move. You want to you want a chance to make a deep run? That's the type of player that you need. Corey Perry is not going to be the cows for a deep run. All right, we will talk about this one more time. Um, okay, let's take a quick break, and we got some listener calls. All right, Pooney, you ready for some listener voicemails or what? I'm always ready to hear what the fans got to say. Right. I am the people's champion. The people's champion. Okay, we got a couple uh, voice messages. If you do want to send one in, email us at leafsathomestandsports.com.ca. I should probably know that. It'll be on the screen right here. So whatever email you see on the screen right here, send it to this email, and we'll play it in the show, and we'll react to it. Wait, this uh, is the order you're listening all on audio? On audio, I got to give you the proper It'll be one. in the description. We'll put It'll it in be, the exactly. We'll put and, it in the and I'll mention it once again. That was a horrible read, by the way. Okay, let's run the first clip, Ellie. Hey, fellas. Uh, I got to be honest, that game really rubbed me the wrong way yesterday. Uh, I don't know what the hell Jake McKay was doing in overtime. Look, I just want to know, I am a proud member of, of Leafs Nation, okay? I just want to know, what the hell does this team have to do to get over the hump? Like, do we have to bring in Corey Perry? Is that is that what it's going to take? Like, it's going to be something here, boys. I'm dying over here. <laughs> 39 games in. 39 games in. He's asking what the hell they're going to do to get over the hump, Justin They're not getting over the hump this year. Just chalk it up to that. Enjoy the season for what it is. You're not going to win the Stanley Cup. Lower your expectations and be happy, man. Don't get so worked up over this team. Because, look, they're a good team. They're not a great team. They're not a championship team. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy, you know, what could be an exciting playoff round against the New York Rangers or the Philadelphia Flyers. You get a close-up look at Rasmus Ristolainen and uh, <laughs> shut up. What's his name? Bobby Brink. Bobby Future Leafs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, don't throw in the towel yet. Don't throw in the towel yet. There's a lot of work to be done. They got to get healthy in net. They got to make some moves at the deadline. We still have to wait and see. This is a team that's going to look different after the deadline. And as for Jake McCabe, what was he doing in overtime? Why was Keith playing him? In overtime, you have Morgan Riley on the bench, or just go with three forwards. It doesn't really matter. Three forwards. Yeah, why not? On three on three? I don't think so. Okay, listen. Anyway, he's he's on the ice because he's reliable defensively. But you have Morgan Riley there. Why is McCabe there? McCabe cost him overtime essentially, right? The icing, and then the play where uh, Barzell got past him and scored the goal. So I'm not going to shit on Jake McCabe too much. I think he's actually been one of the more important players for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think he's second or third in ice time actually since he's been back from his injury but you're gonna have those lapses with the two million dollar defenseman that's just what happens but lawyer expectations yeah listen don't throw in the towel don't give up man there's a lot of hockey to be played we haven't even hit the all-star break yet buddy 
but thank you. We appreciate your message. Okay, uh, we got one more. Let's run it. Okay, uh, my friends, I like to thank you guys for putting me on the television show. My wife was very happy. She heard me on the TV. Mesh, uh, let's talk about the the goaltender, the Samsonov. The guy is no good in construction. When you bring, when the guy is no good, you send them home. You send them to the shop. He's no comeback. The other thing is the William Neil Andrews. Uh, he's lots of money for this guy. And then you have the four guys who make lots of money. Mesh, um, my brother-in-law one day, we were in the backyard re-drinking beer. And he's a crazy guy, you know, maybe sometimes he says one thing smart a year, maybe nothing. Mesh, this time, maybe this one time he says one good thing to me. He says, why the leash no spend? One guy, $10 million. And you give the other guys three, four, five million dollars, and you you split the money with the guys, and you have maybe a better team to, to, to compete in this NHL. Okay. So I think he has a good idea with this strategy. Like I said, sometimes he says stupid things. He comes to my house with, you know, playoffs with the Leafs, and he comes to Tampa Bay Jersey. <laughs> you know, this guy is fucking, he's crazy, he's crazy. But this may be one time he has a good idea. Um, so maybe we should talk to the management. We get together like a community, and we go there and we, what I? <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> this first of all, the brother-in-law. Man. Thank you. First of all, that that's from Coca-Cola Joe. Coca-Cola Joe. Okay. Is that what that file is tagged with? <laughs> okay, where do we start? First of all, the brother-in-law, man. Yeah, the brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, the brother. But coming together as a community. Community management. That could be. That could be something. That but he makes. Some, I mean, he makes some good points, though. Pay ten million dollars to one player and then well, three, four million. For what, do, else. what do we always talk about, right? Don't pay, <laughs> don't pay four players ten plus million dollars. What, what did he call Samsonov? Samsonov, Samsonov, and Neil Anders. But he's right. I mean, I think a lot of Leafs fans <laughs> feel this way, right? Don't in construction. Don't, yeah, he's not gonna make it. Don't pay four or five guys ten plus million, and maybe you have a, a team that can ten. He's he knows what he's talking about. Listen, this is how this is how the, <laughs> how these Leafs fans feel, man. But the brother-in-law's got to figure it out. The brother-in-law, what are you doing, man? Wearing the Tampa Bay Lightning jersey to the the, the playoff parties? Oh my god! Apparently, he's not very smart. No, we appreciate that call. <laughs> we though. appreciate we Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Joe. Joe. Okay, so the email. Listen, I, you heard the question. You heard that <laughs> rant. If you want to call in and talk about the Leafs and rant or ask a question, rant about Justin Pooney or myself or just Justin from being in Vancouver and no one likes Vancouver. I'm just joking. Trevor Justin. Linden over Wendell Clark. Trevor Linden. Over, no, never, never. Wendell Clark over Trevor Linden. Here is the correct email. Leafs at homestandsports.com. Very Send easy. your questions, your voicemails, whatever you want to that, and uh, we'll... We'll try and get it on the air. Right, Puni? We will get it on the air. I will make personal, my personal guarantee to you listeners out there is I will get your questions, <laughs> comments, and concerns on the air.
Okay, that's it from us here at Homestand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be dropping episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars. That'll make Justin Pooney a very happy man. Thanks, friends. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian. This has been Homestand Leafs.